Welcome to another episode of 100 Days in Mexico. This is the story of how a 100-day road trip, surfing my way down the Pacific coast of Mexico, changed my life forever. Ready to go on a road trip? Strap in, let's do this. Episode 42, on a beach in Hawaii, day 345. My first paddle out at Sunset Beach took finding my bravest self. I had arrived in Hawaii a couple of weeks earlier and had been surfing a few of the more mellow breaks on the North Shore, but I knew before I arrived that sunset was my goal. It was rumored to be the queen of the sea, known as one of the world's premier big wave spots. It was famous for being moody. Ask any surfer and they will tell you that waves are like women. They are strong and powerful, yet deceptively beautiful and friendly. Show disrespect and you will be given a lesson. Get to know them, harmonize your energy with theirs, and you will be given a glimpse of heaven. From a distance, they smile at you like an old friend, but they will slap you with all of their might if you draw too close without paying the proper respect. If waves are like women, then sunset is the alpha female. She is one of the most beautiful beaches on earth. If you've ever seen a sunset at Sunset Beach, you know how she got her name. The water is a spectrum of greens and turquoises and blues. From the beach, the waves may appear to be fairly mellow and small because the break is over a quarter mile from the shore. But as you paddle closer, they seem to triple in both size and intensity. The peak is shifty, so you might think you're in the right spot and out of harm's way, but out of nowhere, a monster set wave will come barreling down on you, sending you into the depths. The minute you think you have her pinned down, she pounces and shows you who holds the ultimate power and what power she has. Her waves break with the force that will send even the most experienced surfer into a panic if caught in the wrong spot. But when given proper respect and coaxing, she will give you a chance for a massive drop, a barrel so large you could drive a truck through it and another hundred yards of carvable wall more than enough for a field day. I had just done, as I had just done in Puerto Escondido, I spent a few days photographing the waves at Sunset Beach and talking to the locals to get some tips about how to paddle out and what type of board to ride. Then I chose a small to medium day to paddle out. And just like my first paddle out at Puerto, it took an hour to get two waves and both waves felt like victory. Sitting in the lineup on my first paddle out, I sought two anchor points on the beach to triangulate my position in the water. I spotted a satellite dish on the mountain as the point to my left. As I scanned to the beach to the right for my second anchor point, my heart caught in my throat as memories came flooding in. The scene in front of me was the setting of a familiar photo, a photo I had looked at over a hundred times. T-minus five years. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever beheld. He was dressed in pure white, his eyes the same color as the ocean that framed him. His eyes were met, were wet, as were mine. Individually, we scooped sand from the beach and poured it into a small vial, symbolizing how our intermingled and inter- inseparable love would always be together. I completely lost control of my tears when the minister produced a ukulele and sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow. 
We held hands, gazing into each other's eyes. Kurt held my hand so tightly that it hurt in the best possible way. After the ceremony, he scooped me up as we splashed and twirled in the shore break at Sunset Beach on the North Shore of Oahu. We entirely soaked our white wedding day clothes. The sunset blazed behind us, igniting the sky with a million shades of blue and red and yellow. We kissed and held each other and gazed out over the breaking waves. I never thought I could be so happy. I'm not sure what it is about standing before your friends and family and promising God and everyone else that you will love another human being until the end of your life, but that bond is not easily broken. Two other points about that day stand out to me. First, we had chosen Sunset Beach for the ceremony, despite it being on the opposite side of the island from our hotel. We chose it because we were surfers, and although neither of us had ever surfed there nor planned to surf there, we had immense respect for the break. The other more practical memory was that of being cold, extremely cold. When we finished our romping around in the water after the last photo was snapped, I couldn't get out of my wet wedding dress and into some warm, dry clothes fast enough. In fact, the entire two weeks we spent on Oahu were uncomfortably cold. I never entered the water without a wetsuit and would later tell all my friends that I would never want to live in Hawaii. The waves were too challenging and the water was too cold. Day 415. I surfed sunset nearly every day for three and a half months. I would laugh laugh when neoprene clad surfers asked me, aren't you cold? Ha, no way, I responded with a grin. I have body fat. Day 421. Just coming in from a long, fun session, I turned to my car, dried my hands, and grabbed my phone. When I opened it up, my heart stopped. Anxiety gripped my chest. There was a text message notification. Next to it, a picture identified the contact. I only had one contact stored with a picture in my phone. It was a picture of the very beach I was standing on. A very happy man stared into the eyes of a very skinny girl, both dressed in white. The message read, It warms my heart to know you are happy and healthy and living your dreams. Kurt. Seeing his text that winter morning brought both hope and terror. A few days earlier, Kurt's cousin, with whom I still had a good relationship, had texted me saying that he had seen a photo of me on a pretty big wave at Sunset Beach. The photo was making its rounds in the social media world, and undoubtedly Kurt had heard I was in Hawaii and charging some big stuff. Kurt had seen me. I drafted a response and then deleted it. I drafted three more over the course of the next 24 hours, deleting each of them as well. Eventually, I texted my former Elanon sponsor. She told me to ignore the text, but I couldn't. The next night, Kurt called me. We talked for over two hours. I sat on my balcony, clad in a tank top in the cool night air overlooking the world-famous Velzyland surf break. It was that very same beach on which Kurt had proposed to me five years earlier. I had hit my bottom on the bedroom floor two years ago, and he was just hitting his. He had been thrown out of several recovery communities, broken up with his relapsing girlfriend, surrendered the lease on his apartment, lost several work contracts, and was living between friends' couches, his truck, detox facilities, and grubby motel rooms. He sent me a photo of himself, 
He had lost so much weight. He was no longer the big, strong man I once knew. I had put on so much weight. I sent him a photo, too. I was no longer the scared little girl he once knew. We shared memories and laughed about the good times we'd had together. We apologized for our individual parts we played in the demise of our marriage. At one point, I started to cry, but I forced myself to stop. We admitted that we both still loved each other deeply, that even though our lives had changed too much to go back, we would continue to love each other until death do us part. Like alcohol disinfecting a wound, the entire conversation hurt in the most healing kind of way. I could see clearly that I had spent the last two years gaining strength, courage, and wisdom, while he had spent the last two years digging himself deeper toward his bottom. Now, four years and an ocean of distance separated us. I had grown bigger, and he had grown smaller. I cried myself to sleep that night. Yet... I was somehow just as happy as the day it all started, just one block away. I hope you liked this episode. I have a lot more content on my website, 100daysinmexico.com. There's an insider section where I post, along with every episode, an insider's behind-the-scenes look at what else was going on. I also post premium content about my current travels, what's going on in my life right now. A lot of it's pretty honest, raw, and real. It's about the cost of a cup of coffee per month. So if you like my content, I hope you'll check it out. Until next time.